Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode 735 and I am excited because we have a special guest from, at least for me, someone that's clear on the other side of the world, Magic Barclay, who's in Australia. Welcome to the show, Magic. Thanks so much for having me. It's just great to be here. So we were chatting just before we jumped on and you, uh, uh, well, I'm just curious. How did you end up with the name or the, uh, why do you use magic? Is, <laughs> is what you do magic or are you magic or is that your real name or what is that? It's my real name and I try to be as magic as I can. My grandfather actually um, changed it for me when I was a teenager and I was going to him with some issues and he said, well, you know what, I called you when you're a baby magic, so live up to it. Here you go. And uh, so that's my name <laughs> and I, I do try and live up to it as much as I can. Well, I am sure that you are magic, and I'm grateful to you for several things. One, for being a guest today, for all the good that you add to the world and for the number of people that you love and serve and help in the work that you do. So before I start, I just only have one question that I always start with, but I'm not even going to start with that yet. I want you to, I see behind you health and vitality and green stuff and all that jazz. So tell me, in terms of your own journey to health and love and laughter and life why are you involved in the health stuff basically i came to a sliding doors moment you know we all have those and my health was like way way down in fact i was facing death and with a couple of different conditions doing that for me not to me but for me and i say for me because that really made me change my lifestyle change the people that i hung around even including family members and just change the way i saw myself rather than everything in the world happening to me things were happening for me and that included in my business i'd closed a, a business that was reasonably successful and had to start again and, and take a tangent and, you know, that was the start of my health journey. And with Holistic Natural Health Australia, the company that I'm in, I work with people with the root cause of their illness because that's something that I wasn't taught when I was chronically unwell. There's always a cause. And if you don't fix the cause, you're going to keep getting more symptoms. You're going to keep getting more diagnoses. And, you know, you may have your own sliding doors moment. So we treat root cause, we use natural sources and we use coaching modalities as well. And that's really important because it's a service I wish I had when I was facing death. Well, you know, I love that because I'm a coach and so are you. And I think of coaching as being in the people encouragement business. That's kind of one of the definitions that I use. And also I love the word behind you, integrative 
help. What is what does it mean when you say what am I going to integrate? Not, we're not doing math here. We're not doing integral calculus. <laughs> Integrative health. What is that? So it's using all 13 systems of the body and seeing how they're interacting with each other. No body system works alone, as my lovely mentor, Dr. Perry Nicholson, always says. And that's true because your immune system doesn't work alone. Your cardiovascular system doesn't work alone. Your lymphatic system doesn't work alone. They all work together and with the other systems of the body, including the limbic system, so your emotional thinking system and feelings and you know that can really affect your health it can affect your business it can affect the person that you are every day and it's really important that integrative is there because we can't treat in isolation there's many people in the world that do that and it doesn't breed success and we want our clients to have success so that's fabulous so i'm going to go ahead and ask the one one question i always ask because it sparks a lot of stuff. Um, the This podcast is dedicated to helping people create what I call the ultimate life, which is a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that we create by serving with our gifts. And that's just my definition, and I realize other people use different words. How would magic define her ultimate life? Wow, my ultimate life is enjoying every day for what it is, not reading too much into it, but just being present and feeling everything that happens, good or bad. It's happening for a reason. Being with my kids, which I am every day, I'm very lucky, my cats who I adore, and my garden. It's getting out there, rain, hail or shine, and really just grounding yourself in the dirt and talking to the bees and the worms and the flowers and the fruit and veg now sound like a hippie. I know that, but it's really seeing what these things can do for you because when you appreciate something as small as a worm churning up your soil for you, you know, life becomes so freeing. You think, wow, everything is happening for me, not to me. And that is how you have a great life. Well, that's fabulous, and I don't think it's weird at all that you want to talk to the worms or the carrots or whatever it is is in your garden. That's fine, because ultimately it's all an expression of the spiritual energy, and I guess I'd even go so far as to say the great force in the universe that creates everything is love, because love is the attractive force. I mean, if you think about love, people like to be around that feeling, and it feels like light and good, and Anger, frustration, hate, negativity, pessimism, that all feels like destructive, like it's going to scatter stuff away. And so growth to me always feels like love. Do you feel, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm really appreciative. So, for example, I was out in my veggie garden yesterday and I've planted troughs of wildflowers between my veggie planters. And I noticed all the colors of the wildflowers coming through. And I saw the different frequencies and vibrations through those colors. And I expressed my love to the flowers. And as I was doing that, I noticed ladybugs coming. Now, I live in an estate where a lot of people are complaining about aphids on their plants. I looked at these ladybugs and I went, I don't have an aphid problem. I have a ladybug success. And I really just appreciated that and saw that as an act of love 
from me planting the wildflowers to the wildflowers blooming to the ladybugs doing their job to me just being appreciative. And I think that's really important that, you know, even the little things that we express love, that we feel the love. So I express my love to the ladybugs. They probably thought I was insane. They don't understand English as far as I know. They may. Who knows? And, you know, they express their love by keeping the aphids off my lemon tree. You know, I'm quite sure they don't. Well, I don't know if I'm sure, but they probably don't understand any language, uh, spoken language. But I'll bet you a million dollars they understand the energetic feeling of magic's love floating around the space. I'll bet they can feel that. Yeah. So when you have a client come to you, you talked about integrative stuff, and we've talked a little bit about woo-woo love and all that goody stuff, which we all believe in and understand. And I'm just being a little funny when I say it that way. When a client comes to you that's all unintegrated, disintegrated, uh, how, how do you help them understand that the foundation of what you teach, however many steps you might give them is loving themselves or caring about caring for their spiritual physical emotional energetic body how do you how do you go about helping them see that when maybe they came thinking that you know some other complete thing was busted yeah look it's a tricky one and i have a new client that just uh, came on board this week and she's exactly in that spot so what i've had to do is go through the science of functional medicine and say this is the root cause and this is this and you know she's messaging me a thousand times going what about this and what about this we'll get there so it's for me it's a matter of putting the brakes on her overthinking of it and just saying look i've got your back i've got the science in hand this is what i need you to focus on And so for a client like that, it's really step by step and it's teaching them about the limbic system and about, you know, racing thoughts and the feelings of unworthiness or the feelings of, you know, being too time poor or stressed or whatever and detaching from those so that they no longer harm. And so with a client like that, it, like I said, it is really a step by step process and it's about not overwhelming them. So I give protocol in writing, I break it into steps. Here's what we're going to do first. This client then says, but what are we going to do after that? Well, let's worry about that after that. Let's do this first. This is where the focus is. So it's really about getting people to step into the today, the here and now, detaching from the past, but also detaching from the future. Because so many people come to me and say, I've got this illness, Hashimoto's, for example. You know, what's this going to do in the future? Let's worry about that then. Let's worry about now because now is when you've got the symptomology and now is when your life feels crappy and you're not getting the most of it. So let's do the now. And that's really important to not overwhelm the client but to really take their hand and say, I've got the hard stuff. You just do this. You know, I I wondered two questions, and I'll ask them one at a time. What do you think is the, I won't even say the root cause, because there's probably 27, but what do you think some of the reasons are that we live, for the most part, most people come or meet or greet their life every day with a negative self-image? I'm not 
good enough. I'm not this enough. I haven't done enough of this, that, and the other. This whole list of things that says, I'll be cool if this, or I'll be happy when I get enough money, or when I get to feeling better, or when this crisis is over. What is the the disease that we have that makes us live so freely in this zone of not not something enough? I think it's twofold. <laughs> it's society's norm to be something when something happens or if something happens. And I think we've become really conditioned to that. And I think the other thing is detachment from self. You know, back in the days before the Industrial Revolution, people were farming and they were in touch with their land and they were in touch with their families. In fact, extended families all lived together and in some countries in the world that still happens, okay? So there was always this, you are part of a group, part of a tribe, you have that sense of belonging, we love you for who you are. Once that started breaking up and we started living in isolation and relying on, you know, the technology around us, we really become became detached from that core family unit, from the people that love you no matter what. And fast forward to today when we have families not talking to each other for various reasons, you know, and because someone says, oh, this family member of yours did this and they're going to hurt you, we accept that. We rely on the media's messages. So we're really becoming detached from our own true self and understanding, not understanding, comprehending what each feeling means, what each word that we say means and what that means for our health as well. So, yeah, I think it's become quite a society norm and, you know, that's very sad, but we can all turn it around and we do that by saying no. I know who I am. I am worthy and I am true to myself and this is what I stand for and it doesn't matter what you want or what you say because I am me and I love who I am. So there's some pivotal, I mean, I don't, doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be everybody, but it seems like most of the time people don't wake up to the fact that they both can and probably need to make some sometimes very significant changes until they splatter against some wall or so you know physically or actually metaphorically whatever what brought you to the i mean you grew up in the same world as everybody else so what brought you to the place where you started focusing on this connectivity and this whole being and to the place where you talk to carrots and ladybugs like what what brought you there from where you were it was definitely my cancer diagnosis it was having to go home and telling my sons who were then 12 and 14 mummy might not be here next year and it was seeing the heartbreak on their faces because i'd always been very connected with my sons and you know i've always had an open door policy no matter what's going on come and speak to me I'm not going to judge you. I may swear, throw things around, but that's my issue. It's not on you. But once I've done that, I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to be there to help you. And I'm I'm there. I'm your your coach. I'm your, you know, your support crew. And when I broke their hearts that day, that was my turning point because I was now not only feeling my own despair, now I'd created despair for them. And that wasn't acceptable at all. 
So here you get told that you have cancer, which, you know, uh, I guess there's some other things you could get told that are nearly that big or as big, but not many. So if you get the big C diagnosis, what did you decide to do? I had the surgery. So I wasn't keen on that idea, but I had the surgery. And then I looked into all the natural uh, remedies and therapies and healing modalities. And I threw myself into all of those. You know, I by no means stick my head in the sand and go, well, I don't have cancer anymore. I don't have cancer now is what I say to myself. But if I let myself slip back into hatred and fear and feelings of isolation and feelings of overwhelm, well, that could encourage my cells to react and I could be back in that situation again. Not saying that's all that was behind it. There was a lot of toxicity. So as I said, I've cut toxins out of my home as much as I can. And I use natural substances for cleaning and, you know, personal care and things like that. So for me, it was that moment of, okay, I'll have the surgery and that gives me some time. Then I can look at what's next. So that uh, you used the word toxin and uh, I know what you mean. My wife is very organic and natural, whatever he, and she takes care of us in that way. And I just let her do whatever it is. And I'm just on the train. And so that's okay. But I want to ask this question and, uh, answer it however you like. Were there toxic people and situations that you had to cut out of your life besides chemicals and food and, you know, nitrites and phthalates and whatever's in makeup and food? And I'm just parroting stuff my wife said. How about relationships and people? Was there toxic energy there that had to go? Definitely. Uh, a lot of my extended family had to be removed from our life as much as possible. Uh, because the toxicity from them wasn't doing myself or my kids any good. I lost a lot of friends. Some took themselves out of my life and some I had to remove. And, you know, I had to search for people that had my back. I'm really lucky to have a friendship circle now that, you know, we meet every single week and they drink their coffee and I have my mushroom coffee and, you know, we can talk about anything and anything's acceptable. Everyone's got your back for whatever you're going through and that's just part of the group. So, yes, I had to take myself out of a lot of social and family circles to remove those toxic people. And that sounds like a big ask when I ask my clients to do things like that. But it's not about saying I'm never seeing, you know, this family member again, Uncle John or whatever, ever again. No, it's, I'm going to put Uncle John on a pause and spend maybe 10 minutes talking to him at a family event. I don't need to be part of his life all the time. He knows I'm there. These are my ground rules. And even with my own family, I've had to do that. I've had to say, listen, you don't show respect to myself and to my family, to my kids. So these are the ground rules. We will be around you if you follow these rules. And one of those is respect at all times. It's not just given, it's earned. So, you know, I say to the listeners, you can't set those boundaries if you're not going to give them as well. So that's fabulous. And I think that by the same token that the carrots, and I made up carrots, but the ladybugs and whatever else is in your garden respond to your love and the flowers and everything else. 
the, tr the truth is whether we want to get woo-woo or we want to get down in the science, everything is energy. When we create and radiate positive energy, back to the Beach Boys, good vibrations, when we actually, in fact, do that, it makes a difference. How, how, is, how have things changed? Because, you know, as this becomes more mainstream and more people, more people are aware of, even if they don't understand it, the truth of all this stuff that used to be fringe, how does that affect you and your ability to talk to people and your work and your business? Yeah, look, you know, we just plug along every day and the clients that come to us, sometimes they're right for us, sometimes they're not. If they're not, we send them to people in our network that that are a better fit. And I think that's what's really important is you're not going to come across people every day that are right for you. And, you know, same with coaching clients and coaches. Sometimes there's a mismarriage there going on. And as long as you can recognize that, that's really important. How that's changed my life is, you know, sometimes I meet people and I just get this icky feeling about them. I listen to that now because these people usually prove me right. So if I get that icky feeling, I'm not going to be rude because what you give, you get. So I certainly won't be rude. I'll be polite, but I'll be aloof. And I'll just say, listen, you know, to myself, this is not the right person to be around for you. Follow that feeling. Send them off with love to someone else. And so I listen to that now. So I, you know, urge all the listeners, when you meet someone and you're doing that handshake and you just go, oh, no, that that's not right. Listen to that. Because not everyone is right for you and you're not right for everyone else. But you really do have to respect that intuition, that feeling, that, I guess, message from outside yourself. So I love that. And I want to talk a little bit more about that intuition and that connection to the divine. You call it the universe, call it God, call it your greater self, call it whatever you want. We all feel it. And sometimes people feel like, <clears throat> well, it comes once in a while and I don't really know, you know, when it's going to come or I don't control it or whatever. And other people learn to both cultivate the connection and learn how to turn the volume up so that you can hear it. And ultimately, you know, some people talk about living a guided life or in a way to be guided. How do you help yourself and your clients tune in to develop their antenna to hear that and to recognize and to say yes when they it's a learning how to do that how do you how do you help people do that yeah look it's quite complex we use quite a few coaching modalities to do that but also we look at history so when you had xyz wrong with you so a diagnosis how did you feel who were the people around you what were they telling you what did that make you feel? You know, it's really looking at putting the pieces together. And kids are really good at doing this. You know, you give them a connector dot sheet and off they go. They follow the numbers or whatever, and it makes sense. They very rarely get it wrong. When they do, it's okay because they love it because they did it. We've lost the ability to connect the dots. 
And we've also lost the ability that if it's wrong to go, oh, well, it looks really funny, the puppy's ears upside down. Okay, cool. You know, kids don't sweat the small stuff. We do. So it's really, you know, looking back at connect the dots. When this happened, how did I feel? When I felt that, what happened? When that happened from that feeling, how did I feel? You know, it's really playing that connect a dot game. Hmm. So that's it. fascinating. One of the things that in, in the work that I do, I, I have people do, or if they're not already, is taking time to meditate, to sit quietly, you know, every day with themselves so they can expressly to to connect with that inner voice, you know, to on purpose be still and to shut out the both the external noise and the internal leftovers of external noise, which is other people's thoughts and feeling. Is is that sort of self-reflection and being present or meditation or whatever you call it, is that part of the integrated process that you have? It can be. Uh, for myself, I'm not one of those people that can sit quietly and feel my feelings, but I do have morning routine. So, you know, first thing up, I have a litre of water, then I go for a walk, then I go into my infrared sauna. And it's when I'm in my infrared sauna, I've got some essential oils in there for the right ones for that day because I kind of feel which ones I need. And it's while I'm in there, I'm usually reading a book, but I'll drift away from my book and I'll look at my color therapy lights going in the roof. And that's when I have that moment. So for me, I can't focus on sitting there quietly and meditating, but I do have my own version of that. And it's usually when the sauna has helped me release some toxins and I'm slowing down, I'm unwinding, that I can have that moment. So yes, you know, I do suggest things like that to my clients. However it works for you. If you're a meditation person, meditate. If you're a yoga person, do that when you're in, I think it's called Savasana, yeah, you might have that moment, you know. If you're a sauna person, you'll have that moment. But you have to be in whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about this infrared stuff because I've talked to someone else that talked a little bit about that and I and I don't know very much. So what is an infrared sauna and why do you use it? Infrared sauna has near, far and infra frequencies. So, you know, I'm not an expert in saunas by all means, but it gets into your cells at a deeper level and at different levels to pull out toxins. So I use it to pull out toxins. I use it to relax. I use it to create an internal heat. From that, I then go and have a cold shower. So I'm using the temperature extremes to boost my immune system. Uh, I use it as my reading nook. It's my little library in there. <laughs> so, yeah, because I have a family of four here. So if I try and read a book inside the house, someone always wants something. <laughs> so is it a building in, like outside of the house? Yeah, it's actually it? in my garage. Yeah. Oh, okay. So cool. when I'm in my sauna, nobody comes in. And right. that's the space that I have. And, you know, anyone that's listening that's a mum, you know, the toilet is not a safe space because they all come in there anyway. <laughs> but no one goes into the sauna. So, you know, for me, it's about boosting my health. It's about giving myself that 55 minutes in there that no one's going to bother me. There's no phone. There's no kids. There's no pets. You know, I can't hear the doorbell ring. There's nothing. It's just me, my oils, and my books, and my towel. Well, that's wonderful. So 
as as we uh, if you think I'm, I'm really grateful for the ways in which you add good to the world people's lives you help them detoxify themselves both chemically and energetically and if you think about the next year or two of your journey your business how, how what's your plan to grow and i'm not saying in any traditional way just what is it what are you what are you seeing and feeling is your next top period of time uh, going to bring you i'm seeing that we're going to have you know 20 new clients every month on boarding and we'll be able to grow with more practitioners and i'm seeing myself on a farm working remotely because I work remotely now, but, you know, big scale permaculture farm, my kids can be as feral as they want outside. So can my pets and I'll just be doing my thing, helping people heal as I'm helping myself heal. That's spectacular. Do you have a, a regular checkup for the cancer stuff or is that pretty much yeah. a, a subtext or you have to go in every six months for markers or what do you have to I do? I go in every 12 months. Um, mm -hmm. I don't say I go in because I'm actually, I prescribe my own pathology. So I make sure I get all that covered. And I have a couple of mentors who can read tests that sometimes my brain can't do. And uh -huh. so, yeah, I keep an eye on that very closely. But, you know, for me, it's about living my best life every single day because you never know if you've got one tomorrow. And that's something I learned from my journey. I love that. Living your your best life every day. The last thing I wanted to mention, and I want to ask your thought about it, is uh, having this ultimate life, however we define it. I mean, I've given mine and you've talked about it. Sometimes people think, well, I got to do this first. I got to have this much money or do this or finish that job or get healthy over this or that. And one of the real keys I think you've said is living your best life every day like it's today, not I'll be happy when, but it's but it's right now. How do you help people quit thinking about I'll be happy when out there somewhere and realize that they can have that today, even if they're in a difficult part of the journey? Every day brings you joy. Every day brings you goodness. Every day brings you light and energy if you let it. But if you sit here today going, I will be okay when or if this happens, you're not looking at what's today. Today, you woke up. First thing, you're alive. That's something a lot of people don't have. Maybe you were able to walk to the bathroom. A lot of people can't do that. You can. Maybe you could look in the mirror and go, wow, my hair's growing. Oh, terrific. A lot of people can't do that. So be thankful for every single thing. You know, we're on video here and I've got a Band-Aid on my face. Because I went in the sun last week for 10 hours and my face blistered. So You know, I didn't even you know, see that till you mentioned you it. Go. So, you know, I could be looking at this burn on my face going, oh, you know, my life sucks because i got a burn on my face. Guess what? It's one part of my face. I got to look in the mirror and go, wow, I've got a tan on the rest of my face. That's terrific. So, you know, it's about looking at the positives that you have. You know, yes, the negatives are going to be there and they are going to affect your life, but they're only going to affect your life as much as you allow them to. You have that autonomy. You have that free will. You have that free grace to say, I woke up. 
I walked to the bathroom. I could see my hair was growing. I could see the tan on my face. I'm going to have a coffee with my mates. I'm going to walk out and see my kids. And how blessed am I that I have them in my life? You know, so look at all the things. What I could have done today was gotten up and gone, oh, my back's sore. Now I have to pee. Oh, no, there's a a burn on my face and so that means I can't put makeup on. I'm going on video and then I have to drive to the coffee. What a drag. And, oh, my kids are going to want stuff. It's the same day, but it's the way that you see it that really creates your life. I love that. 100% couldn't agree more. And that's a perfect place to be done. I'm sure there's going to be some folks that want to hear more about you or see more about what you do and stuff. So tell me where people can find you. What's the way to look up Magic's Magic? The best way is on our website, which is www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. So we are based in Australia, and that's Holistic with a W. Now, there you'll find our own podcast, A Magical Life. You'll find all of our blogs. You'll find our links to socials. We run competitions uh, on our socials as well. So at the moment, we're giving away our newly launched functional medicine range so you can choose from menopause support or anxiety relief in our giveaway and you know you'll find all sorts of goodness you'll also find our root cause analysis there which is our our free complimentary consultation where anywhere around the world we can discuss with you your medical history and ask you a gazillion questions to get the answers and we can give you some idea of where your health needs to go And, you know, that's all complimentary. So jump on www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. Thank you. Thank you very much for being with us today. I appreciate your time today and your wisdom, Magic. My absolute pleasure. It's just been lovely being here. Thank you. All right. I want you to listen to this again. I want you to take time to go through it and think about her journey, think about your own journey, and especially what she said there at the end which is your attitude about whatever happens around you is the substance from which your life is made. And by keeping that in mind, you have the ability to create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky.